everybody, this is another episode of From Nikki with Love. It's me, Nikki. I am a 24-year-old in the Philippines and I started this podcast in the hopes that it has a positive effect on me and my listeners. I talk about life, movies, books, and everything in between. If you want to ask me anything I can respond to through the show, just go to bit.ly slash heynikki. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash heynikki. I started this show not really knowing the direction I wanted it to go. Um, the name from Nikki with Love with the happy yellow podcast artwork that my best friend made makes me look at the show as this happy, positive, easygoing place uh, where people can hang out. And so far, I've talked about the most random, useless, <laughs> mundane things like dental problems or the time I fell down the stairs or... Uh, what I think of Frozen 2 or what I think of a book I read. And these are all such easy topics to talk about. I can talk about them in my sleep, but our topic today is a heavy and difficult one. And I choose to talk about it because I think it's important to talk about this. Um, Everything that has happened in our country has been so much of a headache and a shit show. And just thinking about any... Um, issue off the top of my head makes me want to pull my hair out honestly and I often feel silly talking about such serious topics that have so concretely affected the lives of actual people Um, you know talking about these topics through social media while we sit here at home comfortably in our air-conditioned rooms it feels silly to do that sometimes but you know this is hard for me to talk about but i know that i want to jennifer laude a filipino was murdered in alongapo by an american soldier in 2014 and six years later just a few days ago the philippine president pardoned that american soldier so i'm sure you guys have heard the news of scott pemberton being allowed to go home and a lot of filipinos especially the LGBTQIA plus community is of course outraged by this decision and I believe that there is a lot of reasons to be outraged and disturbed by this. Uh, Pemberton is a man who is not only a murderer but a murderer who does not belong to this country and he was granted pardon. You know, he is a pardoned American soldier who murdered a Filipino trans woman because he found out that she was a trans woman and this pardon of Pemberton raises a lot of questions why was he pardoned what was the reason behind the decision what does this say about our priorities as a country and nakagalit because even though a lot of us are informed on the issue i'm sure that we feel helpless too and i'm sure we have felt helpless in a number of ways especially during this pandemic Uh, this year with how the government's been dealing with COVID, um, the passing of the anti-terror bill, uh, jobs being lost left and right, being away from friends and family for a long time, and even worse, those of you guys who know friends and family that have been sick because of COVID, I'm sure it's been such a heavy, heavy, heavy year. And I also feel personally helpless too because Even if I'm informed about the news, like, what can I really do? Um, It's easy to see these things just as headlines, especially 
when you're not really directly affected by these issues and it's easy to post an IG story with a hashtag, hashtag justice for Jennifer Laude or, you know, with a podcast episode with the title hashtag justice for Jennifer Laude. But what effect do these things really have? What effect do our posts on social media have? And to answer my own question, I think that the biggest effect it has is the fact that we're speaking up about it, the fact that we will not shut up about it, the fact that we want to be educated on how to do better and how we can help each other. And I know that there's power in in being informed. Uh, there's power in speaking up about these issues in a country where people suffer for having opinions that don't favor those in power. And as long as there are Filipinos out there who are speaking up and are acting um, for a freer Philippines, then I think that it's a possibility. A freer Philippines is a possibility someday. And with that, I wanted to remind you guys to please register to vote. Uh, the youth takes up a majority of the voting population, if you didn't know that. And even more people who are turning 18 uh, in 2022 can vote, you know, can help make a difference. And I know that the majority of people who listen to me range from the ages of 18 to 24. Some are even younger than 18. But no matter your age, if you're listening right now, please know that you're given so much power with your vote and you take up space in this country and that counts for something that counts for so much so please make it count educate yourself and know why you're voting for the people you're voting for know your candidates i know that so much of the information that we're given on a day-to-day basis especially through social media can be so overwhelming uh but if you have to know one thing it's that i think that you know, the the government is broken. That's what I believe. It feels broken uh, because it does not serve the, the people it's supposed to serve anymore. A lot of the people in power don't deserve their power. And with your vote, you have the power to choose someone you think is worthy of leading. And that goes without saying that um, being involved doesn't end with with voting of course but you know being involved is i mean voting uh is it's a big big part of of being involved with the country's future so i do hope that if you're not registered yet please make the effort to to register uh while of course taking covid safety precautions like wearing a mask a face shield bringing your open so on and so forth social distancing so yeah and another thing i wanted to talk about in this uh, episode is the soji equality bill if you're not aware in a nutshell the soji equality bill or the anti-discrimination bill is intended to prevent discrimination that is based on a person's sexual orientation or a person's gender identity or expression so soji stands for sexual orientation and gender identity expression that's what it stands for and while doing my research on this i've um read and watched so many 
government officials question the necessity for a law that caters to a quote-unquote specific group of people. Even though, if you come to think of it, the Soji Equality Bill uh, serves everybody and not just the LGBTQIA plus community. You know, they ask, why do we need a law that demands equality across all sexual orientations and gender identity expressions? And this is why we need it. This issue is why, ne- why we need it. The pardon of Pemberton answers that very question. The murder of Jennifer Laude was a hate crime. And the LGBTQIA plus community demands and deserves a law that will ensure that they're given the same rights as everybody else. The very reason that we need a law that prevents soji-based discrimination is because the LGBT community has experienced so much discrimination and trauma that other people, let's say cisgender straight people, don't experience in their day-to-day lives. Wala namang straight people community. I don't think so. Wala namang samahan ng straight people. Dahil wala namang, wala namang alarming discrimination na nangyayari against straights in society. Because they are considered the status quo. Because being straight is considered the norm. Whereas being gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender is not. So... If you're wondering why the LGBTQIA plus community exists, it's because society is straight. You know, it's because LGBT people are considered the minority. It's because straight people have rights that LGBT people don't. And I'm aware that the case of Jennifer Lauda's murder has other factors like the VFA, the Visiting Forces Agreement, and uh, the questionable... <laughs> The questionable GCTA law that says a criminal's good behavior can um, can shorten the time uh, that they serve in prison. Uh, and honestly, the GCTA law uh, confuses me. GCTA means conduct a good conduct time allowance, by the way. And it confuses me because how can you really compute how much time you should deduct from a criminal's prison time. I'm generally curious how they compute it. Like, what's the math that supports it? How can you how can you measure good conduct and then translate it into how many years you can deduct from from a person's prison time? Especially when that criminal is a foreigner who murdered a local. And I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of politics that goes behind this issue. Like. I heard somewhere that the president is trying to mend Philippine-American friendships in order to get in their good graces and get in line for the possible COVID vaccine. But I'm not sure how true that is. Some people say that that's why he pardoned Pemberton. Um, Don't know if that's accurate. But the bottom line uh, here is that a criminal is able to walk free Filipina is dead, and the LGBTQ community is reasonably angry and demands justice. That's the plain and simple of it. And yeah, can I just say that it's so difficult to advocate for soji equality in a country that predominantly believes that it's a sin to be something other than a straight male or a straight female. So many of my relatives and my friends believe that it's wrong. This is a 
predominantly Catholic country, so a lot of people will be quoting Bible verses at you to make you see their point and their stance when it comes to to LGBT issues. Um, and I understand that um, there are nuances in the faith. You know, on one hand, there are people who believe that it's a sin and they don't believe it because they hate gay people, but simply because that's what their personal faith is telling them. That's... Um, that's what feels right for them. Uh, that's, you know, they feel that they're honoring God uh, by standing by that belief. So that's on the one hand. But on the other hand, there are people who believe that it's a sin and it's also homophobic about it. And that's another, that's a whole nother group of people. <laughs> uh, that's a group of people I don't even want to waste time having a conversation with because they're already full of judgment and hatred to begin with. But I do have friends who fall under the the first category. You know, they think that being gay is a sin. You know, that's their faith. That's what they believe in. Um, but they're not homophobic. You know, so I understand that there are different stances, nuances in this issue and different attitudes towards it. But I wanted to share this memory I had um, back in college when... I started going to a nearby Christian church that was 2015 and I had people around me despairing over the the big news of same-sex marriage being legalized in the US that was 2015 and there was one day I remember this so clearly there was uh, someone in church one day that said um, gay people have ruined the rainbow uh, by making it their symbol she said something like that. You know, gay people have ruined the rainbow by making it their symbol. And that was five years ago now. And I still remember it like it was yesterday because it was it was such a defining moment for me as a Christian. Because, you know, I know it sounds like such a petty comment. Uh, but it really affected me. It was the first time I truly felt heartbroken about how some Christians saw the LGBT community, um, I started to question whether I really wanted to be surrounded by people who would say something like that. Uh, and for me, it wouldn't have affected me as much if I knew nothing about the person uh, who said it. But the fact that I knew that she was Christian and that she was able to say such such an unnecessarily snide comment uh made it worse for me and it made me question myself like what do i believe um what do i believe as a christian when it comes to the lgbtqia plus community uh what is right and what is wrong when it comes to this issue you know i was asking myself those questions and honestly i don't know it's 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 an age-old question and i don't want to pretend like I know the answer because I really don't. Because you can you can quote Bible verses at me, you can you can quote Leviticus at me and tell me how uh, being gay is a sin, that men loving men is a sin, women loving women is a sin. But at the end of the day, I know that personally, that just doesn't sit well with me. Like I can't stomach excluding or discriminating a person who is gay like i can't say i love you but i don't like that you're gay or i love you but 
I think that uh, uh, that a, the, a part of who you are is a sin. I, I can't say something like that. I believe that there's something wrong with being okay with saying something like that. Uh, for me, it sort of implies like conditional love because there's I love you, but, you know, and I just don't like that. And I've tried to... I've tried to talk to some Christian friends about their views on homosexuality and some of them are more uh, gracious about it, you know, saying that only God can judge us, which of course I generally agree with. Uh, and I think it's more than okay to be questioning your faith. It's okay to not have all the answers because no one ever will. And it's okay to know why you believe what you believe. It's okay to do research on christian views on homosexuality do research on where this all started read the bible verses that say being gay is a sin study it study its origins read it within the context of when it was written Uh, ask your friends what they think Uh, ask ask yourself what you feel and think about it and i just think that questioning is better than just blindly accepting because insert bible verse here insert bible verse there uh, questioning is better than blindly accepting because that's what they say from the pulpit you know that's what i heard one sunday and i'm just gonna accept it you know i'd rather not do that i'd rather i'd rather study and i'd rather question and inquire and discuss and you know when you've read up on everything you can read up on Think about Jennifer Laude again and realize that the topics of faith and church do not even have to have anything to do with being disturbed by Jennifer Laude's murder and being disturbed by the pardon of Pemberton. You just have to be a decent human being. Think about think about all the members of the community that have been oppressed and maligned for for being who they are and i would bet you that you will find that something does not align because that's what that's what i feel i feel like something does not align something doesn't add up uh like how can we be a christian country and not be bothered by the by the pardon of pemberton and you know like i said you don't even have to be christian to be disturbed by this issue you just have to be you just have to have empathy you just have to have you just have to be a decent human being but at the same time i find that it's sort of impossible to or not really impossible it's difficult to to discuss this issue and not bring up the topic of faith because of the fact that we live in a christian country the fact that we are generally still conservative and not fully accepting when it comes to being gay the fact that jennifer laude was a trans woman and the fact that she was murdered for being a trans woman and as i was doing my research on this i have um watched videos of certain philippine religious leaders that said that being gay is a spiritual disease and in the history of this country, I can think 
of a million other things that can be called a spiritual disease, a spiritual cancer, before you can make me believe that being gay is a sin or that being gay is a spiritual disease. And you know, at the end of the day, if you still believe that being gay is wrong, then you know that's your opinion. That's what you believe in and you have the right to believe in what you want to believe in. But to the proactive homophobics out there, you don't have to go out of your way to make sure that the LGBTI, uh, LGBTQIA plus community are not given the same rights as you. You don't have to go out of your way to discriminate others and to deprive them of, of rights, of, of a life of, of peace. And... The straights don't even have anything to lose um, if the Soji Equality Bill is passed because this bill is for everybody. It's to make sure that no matter who we are, no matter our sexual orientation, no matter who we decide to love, that we're treated equally in this country and without discrimination. And I think that the Philippines is still so far from from being an LGBTQIA plus affirming Christian country, we are still we are still so conservative in so many ways when it comes to that issue. And honestly speaking, the Philippines is far from being a Christian country. I I, I know we we call ourselves a Christian country and the majority of the population is Roman Catholic, but honestly, I mean I mean, look, look at us. <laughs> look, at, look at the state of the country. That, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, I hope that... I hope that we all make the decision to inquire more and to ask more. Be aware of the decisions being made by Philippine Authority. Um, register to vote. Advocate for SOGI equality and be involved. So... Yeah, that's I think that that's it for for today's episode. I have been wanting to talk about the talk about this, the topics of LGBTQIA+ and Christianity in relation to one another for a while now. I just avoided it because I wasn't really sure if I have the right to talk about it because I'm not really an an expert on these things and I'm sure there's a lot of theological debates uh, on either side of the coin but I wanted to be upfront and say that I don't have all the answers and I may be wrong on some things and I'm still questioning these things I'm still evolving I'm still educating myself and this episode is just full of my raw thoughts and some of you have reached out to me asking me to talk about these uh, talk about these topics. So I hope that uh, um, you know this episode somehow made you feel like you're not alone in in being disturbed by this issue and being outraged because of the pardon of Pemberton. And if you're a Christian and you're internally conflicted with what your views are supposed to be when it comes to being gay, I'm sure that there are millions of other people who feel the same way as you do. I, I know I personally still feel this cognitive dissonance um, when it comes to being Christian and also being 
an LGBTQIA plus ally at the same time. But I am just I'm just in pain uh, thinking about the discrimination and the judgment and the pain that the LGBT community has had to go through and I really believe that years and years of being programmed and taught that being gay is a sin being gay is a sin, being gay is a sin has, I think, I believe that that's damaged so many lives and so many families so let's all advocate for soji equality and i hope that this episode made you feel less alone when it comes to this topic so yes that is it thank you for listening to this episode feel free to share this on instagram and tag me at nikki vicente i really love hearing your thoughts and takeaways on on the podcast and i I appreciate you guys reaching out to me um be it via stories or via dms uh i really appreciate it so thank you and like i said at the start of this episode if you want to ask me anything i can respond to through the show just go to bit.ly slash hey nikki that's b-i-t dot l-y slash hey nikki so that is it for today this was from nikki with love (laughs) 